Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen. And our guest this week is Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Don't forget, Meathead has got a new line of spices and uh, our rubs and a sauce that's coming out. Uh, uh, you can find they them. just on- came out last week. Right now, they're only available on AmazingRibs.com, but they'll find their way into stores eventually. They will. And uh, we're very proud of you for doing that. And Meathead also told us uh, off the air earlier that his cookbook still ranks. It's been out, what, five years? I, 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 the publicist who helped me when the book came out just emailed me and said she was on Amazon. And she said, did you know your book is the number 20 bestselling cookbook on Amazon this week? And it's like, for crying out loud. You know, it's it's cold out. What are people doing <laughs> buying a barbecue book five years out of the after publication? It's a good book, and a lot of people it like it. And recommend it. Yeah, it's it's the number one as far as I'm concerned. Um, I see it on your shelf there. Mine's uh, back here, but you can't really see it in this shot. Anyway, say that to all your guests. Uh, <laughs> some of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> in the regular show, we did not. Uh, we did not uh, cover roasting pans, and you have uh, you have an aversion to roasting pans. Yeah, here, here's the deal. Now think about these roasting pans, because people spend a fortune on these um, really expensive, big turkey roasting pans, and it's got a V-shaped rack that sits in there. Now, what happens is is the bird sits in there, and the sides of the roasting pan come up about halfway up the bird. And the bird sits just above liquid. There's 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 drippings from the bird. And usually you put water down in there so the drippings don't burn. So now you've got water, which can't warm beyond 212 degrees without steaming. So no matter what temperature your oven is at, you've got a 212 degree puddle under the bird. And if it is hot enough and it steams, you're steaming the underside of the bird. And everybody knows this one. You lift the bird out of there and you've got this beautiful golden crispy skin on top and it's tan and soggy underneath. And that's because the sides of the pan block the heat and you've got the moisture underneath steaming. So what you want to do is you want to get rid of that V-shaped rack. And you can fill that pan with the celery and the lettuce and not lettuce, have carrots and uh, wine. And uh, I, I throw an apple in there and make your stock in that pan and then lay a rack on top of it and put the bird on top of that rack. So it's floating above the pan and that way the heat can get underneath the bird. You want heat all around the bird. 
if you're doing it indoors, you put the bird on the top rack, right on the rack. And then you put the pan on a middle or lower rack so the drippings will come down onto that. You'll have to scrub that top rack when you're done. But now you've got warm air circulating all around that bird and your bottom is going to be just as golden and crispy as the top. Well, I have always wanted a crispy golden bottom. So (laughs) (laughs) now I know how to do it. so we we normally talk about some weird Thanksgiving sites and we shall not disappoint this year. And what I want to do is I'm going to tell you what it is. And then I want you to kind of guess how it's made. How's that? Oh, yeah. OK. OK. Uh, we're going to start out with something really easy. Pizza with turkey gravy. You go first. <laughs> go ahead, Leanna. I quit. <laughs> I mean, I would assume that the turkey gravy is replacing the tomato sauce. No, Um, it's actually right on top of a cooked pizza. I like replacing the tomato sauce better. Yeah, I I like white. I like white pizzas. Yeah, which don't have tomato sauce and, you know, it's oil. And in fact, you go to Pepe's in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and you can get uh, the most marvelous uh, clam pizza, white clam pizza. Mm. that has got those. And they're fantastic. So I can almost see a turkey pizza with maybe some gravy down on it. But, you know, that's getting into the pineapple um, pizza realm. And well, uh, you know what you could do is you could make a stuffing crust. Yeah, I've seen people make that would be out of stuffing. Have you seen that? Yeah, you put them right you in the take, waffle maker. Put it yeah. in the waffle. I tried it. It just didn't work at all. I don't know what you got. Yeah, you could have a stuffing crust, a little a little bit of gravy, and then your turkey and little cranberries like on that. top. Okay, <laughs> stuffing I, crust with turkey gravy. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I, all right. So I actually thought that this sounded like something you would do in a college dorm room when you're stuck there for Thanksgiving and you can't, can't go home. You get the, you know, you buy a package of instant or a jar of Turkey gravy. They have the pizza delivered. You just pour the gravy on it. And there's your Thanksgiving. That's was my thoughts. of I'd rather get a Stouffer's frozen Turkey dinner. Okay. So uh, so, speaking of that, um, do you know, what the inspiration was for TV dinners and what year the first one came out. Yeah, it was Stouffer's Turkey Dinner. Uh, was the, uh, the, Swanson. the it was Swanson. So, Swanson. so Meathead, Meathead, I said the same thing, Stouffer's, and he said Swanson. We both said Stouffer. Yeah. I think he's funny? wrong. I think it was Stouffer's. No, it was, it, there's a, it was a restaurant named Stouffer's. And it, yeah, but it was Swanson was making commercial you know, they've been in the commercial food business for a long time and they had like 24,000 pounds of extra turkey. And this was back in 1953. So they sliced it up. Somebody came up with the little like the trays we had Tray. in school when we were kids, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, a little compartment trays, little compartment trays. And that's how they made it. That's what it was. Huh. So. So anyway, I thought it was Stouffer's. Yep. Yeah, how many um, how many turkeys um, are going to be consumed this year? <laughs> you by me no no yeah. <laughs> just on thanksgiving just on thanksgiving it's a, it's a huge number for the whole year 
Well, is it millions or billions, Leanne? It's millions. Is it millions? Yeah. It's in the millions. Is it in the hundreds of millions or the tens of millions? Tens. He says tens. He's hinting now. Yeah, I'm hinting. All right. Well, that gives us anywhere between 10 and 90. Right. Split the difference. <laughs> 50. There goes Jeff. His microphone's out again. Mm. I, think it's a, I think you're close. Jeff? Yeah, I'm, I'm back. on it. I'm well, on how, what, what, what do you keep doing? Leaning on the switch or something? No, I don't know what it is. It's the little box that I have here. I, I'm not using an actual board. I'm using what they call a focus right box. And I think sometimes it just dies out on me. I think so, I think they need to get a real radio professional in this. I show. think I yeah. think <laughs> I think I so didn't, too. I, when I signed on, I didn't know it was going to be you know anyway. Amateur hour. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you should have seen the shit show we had last week, and I oh, can that say was that rough. That yeah. was a tough one. I just really switch programs and everything, but that's how many I, weeks you've been doing this with him? This is only the second one. Oh, yeah! Wow! Yeah. Okay, back to the uh, weird Thanksgiving dishes turkey cake you never told us how many millions of turkeys oh yeah. oh yeah yeah um 46 million are eaten there was 224 million turkeys sold in the united states in 2020 hmm. and the biggest producers are minnesota north carolina and arkansas there you go you know, real quick question while I'm thinking about it, Meathead. What's your opinion of a fresh turkey versus, you know, your regular commodity turkey, you know, your butterballs or whatever? You know, it, it, this really is interesting because it gets into the definition of fresh. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of these birds, it is considered, uh, let me see if I get this straight. I researched this and I may not remember it precisely. If it is, kept above 26 degrees fahrenheit it can be called fresh but even at that temperature it's freezing so i don't i i i think that they can ship a 27 28 degree bird and it can still be labeled fresh even though it's hard as a rock but hmm. in my in my world i'd rather they slaughter the bird and freeze it hard as a rock right away as cold as they can and lock in the flavor rather than take the bird and you know ship it across country and it sits on a truck then they unload the, it on the loading dock of the grocery store and it sits on the unloading dock and then they bring it inside and, you know and by the time it gets to your table it's been floating around for a week or 10 days and now there is here i, I live in the suburbs of chicago there is a uh, one butcher left who actually slaughters fresh birds while you wait wow you can actually walk into the store and he's got a bank of cages and you can point at the bird you want and he will take that bird and slaughter it right on the spot wow there you go that works mm -hmm. um okay moving on here um side dish of spam and lima beans Spam, did you say? Spam and lima beans. Yeah. Well, I hate lima beans. It's one of the few I, things in this world I will not eat. I'm with I you like, on that. I like spam. 
I don't mind spam. <laughs> yeah, spam's fine, but they put the lima beans in there and you lost me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's I gone. mean, I'll eat all forms of liver and Brussels sprouts and all kinds of stuff that people hate. I just don't get close to lima beans. No, that they're evil. I always thought they reminded me of little Martian kidneys. You know, just <laughs> really strange stuff there. Um, uh, turkey cake. OK, now let, well, let you me, didn't tell us how they cook spam and lima bean. They they put it in a casserole. And bake it. It's awful. The pictures looked awful. I would never. I Lots would, of gravy might salvage it. Yeah. Not with lima beans in there. Nothing salvages lima beans. I'm with you, pal. Nothing. Mm-hmm. OK, now, finally, my turkey cake. It's got potato frosting. A sweet potato, sweet potato. Actually, some barbecue guy invented this. I think one of our buddies out there. I don't remember who it was. I think it was on his blog. I saw him do this. Uh, um, This layered slices of turkey and covered it in mashed potatoes. Yeah. And well, this one that I saw yesterday, they actually ground the turkey up. Mm. So it was, you know, like you would make a. Meatloaf, meatloaf type thing. Yeah. Has anybody here ever had a really good turkey burger? No, no, not. A I've good tried. One. I've tried them, but I, I'm not a not a good one. No. Um, OK, so anyway, that's the turkey salad. Another one. Was shrimp and jello salad. I, that, Actually, I've seen that. Um, I, you I, have. I, I, I think my mother did something like that for a bridge party or something. Uh, it, it was pretty weird, but we lived in Florida, so why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I what, think it- what what flavor Jello do you use? I <laughs> hope lemon. <laughs> well, I'm hoping they just used a not. You know, they have gelatin that's non-flavored, and they just oh, use they oh, just sure, use the, the sure. Jello to hold the shrimp in and aspic. What, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. aspic's pretty good. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Uh, um, he's cracking up over. I I am. I am a holiday vegetable loaf, like a meatloaf, but it's all vegetables. I'm not sure really how it it's held together, but it's a holiday vegetable loaf. I had to dig deep for that one, man. It was. It's nasty. I think you should dig deep and bury that one. I think I will. Okay, Okay, here's what we were talking about. Basting turkeys in the regular show. Somebody took uh, Powerade. It's because like I drink Gatorade a lot, but this is Powerade. It's a similar product, but they took the blue Powerade and basted a turkey with it. And the only comment on the posting that I saw about it was, oh, hell no. So, um, what what do you think about basting turkey with something other than the juices? <laughs> like well, power, if the turkey turns blue. Oh, it was ghastly. It was just ghastly looking. I think yeah. <laughs> it sounds like if you you freeze the turkey so that it turns blue, you know, it's too cold or something. Uh, yeah, it does. It does sound ghastly. Okay, here's a fun one. You. Uh, canned cranberry sauce with pineapple and green olives. I'm down with the pineapple, but the olives. Hmm. Yeah. What they did is they took a whole can of uh, like jellied cranberries and they just the whole thing was 
intact. They put a pineapple ring on the top of it. They and they they cooked that somehow because the grill there was grill marks on the pineapple. So I'm I'm assuming they probably cooked the pineapple separately, put yeah. it on there, and then they put green green olives in the middle of that. You know, everybody here knows Greg Rempe, who has a podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Greg once asked me what my favorite thing on the grill was, and I made the mistake of confessing that I love grilled pineapple better than anything else. And he's never let me forget it. Uh, he's <laughs> constantly harassing me over this. But is there much better in this world than a grilled pineapple? Oh, that is so good. Oh, it's, it. it's delightful. It's delightful. Now, now we were talking about the canned cranberry, the jelly. Yeah. Do either of you guys still serve that? I buy one can because I do have some guests that like it. No, I don't do cranberry because it's always left over. Nobody touches it. You know, I have such vivid memories as a boy from that stuff because I used to do like I did with Jello. You get it in your mouth and you squish it between your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? It makes, yes. it, it makes it a nasty squishing sound. I used to love doing that with the cranberry sauce. And that's <laughs> very much associated with Thanksgiving in my mind is cranberry sauce through my teeth. <laughs> well, we we do that. We do one can of that and then we'll have a bowl of other cranberry sauce similar to like what your wife makes, mm -hmm. which is real cranberries. And it, yeah. it's tart and it's a little sweet and that type of thing. But I've had fun. I've got a recipe where I buy dried cranberries and I reconstitute them or rehydrate them with port wine. Oh, and hmm. that works really nice. And that's on the, our website, too. Little um, and I get some grated uh, orange zest in there. And yeah, that sounds things. good. Yeah, yeah, it's really tasty. That's really good. How about uh, got a couple ones left? Um, aspect salad, though, made with Coke. Coca-Cola. I was going to say, we're we talking cocaine or no, yeah, no. that would be expensive. That would be expensive. <laughs> and we would not care about the rest of the dinner. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, with Coca-Cola. Well, I, I guess you're mis mixing the, the Coca-Cola into the aspic. Yes. I mean, aspic is 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 gelatin. I mean, it you yeah. know it it it, it and it, if you make a good stock, if you make stock from bones, um, beef stock, chicken stock, turkey stock, what I was talking about earlier with the drippings, um, I'll now often throw some bones in there. Um, you can get aspic after it cools off; it gets gelatinous. That's so I don't know what the Coke would do to the aspic if it would break it down. Uh, Leanne, you're a chef. You know, I, I personally think, first of all, it's going to you're not Coke is good because it has carbonation. So it's going to be flat Coke is what it's going to be. Yeah, I, I probably I, have to flatten the Coke first. Yeah, I would think or let it rest. I don't or know. It just, it. It, it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, and I would I would you know, I. When I was in high school, the way I got through a couple of my classes is I would make wine jello and drop it off at the teacher's lounge in the morning. And um, I, <laughs> they were they were always very favorable to me when it came to grading, the grading period, you know. But uh, I don't know how you would do that with Coke, because I don't I don't know how it would actually set up. With yeah, that. I think it would. I think it would break down. I, yeah. Who knows? 
I don't know. Anyway, okay. I know I know people that make barbecue sauce with um, Coke or Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper. Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I used to make this thing with. Um, uh, well, some people call them dump cakes or whatever, but we made them at, at the ranch and we would take uh, like dark cherries and a white cake mix and put some sugar in it. And you had to have some moisture in there. So I would take a can or two of Dr. Pepper, depending on how much I was making. And then you put the cherries down, you put the sugar in the cherries and all that. Uh, put the white cake mix on top and then pour the Dr. Pepper on top and bake it. Or you could bake hmm. it in a Dutch oven. It's quite good. Hmm. And I'm not even a Dr. Pepper fan. I am. I love that. I am. That's yeah. my favorite soda. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good. Um, Thanksgiving sushi. Why not? I mean, I don't, I don't you know, it kind of reason. flies in the face of my little speech about everybody eating turkey on Thanksgiving. But, <laughs> but well, I like no, sushi. But it's made out of turkey. No. No, not I'm not eating raw turkey. No. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm assuming that they cook the turkey and then put it in a, a roll of some sort. Well, you know, I can see turkey with um oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. What what is the horseradish uh, called? Um uh, the the green the, the green spice wasabi. 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 wasabi I can yeah. see wasabi on on turkey you know I could see maybe rolling up a thin slice of turkey and putting some thin cucumber and wasabi and maybe wrapping it nori or something I I can I can see it's, that it, might it work good yeah it's not as good as shrimp though or tuna Needle. or something like that. yeah like that okay yeah. I, I think that that is. Uh, Oh, there was one left. I wasn't really thrilled with this one. Cranberry surprised served with a mayonnaise dressing and cranberry sauce candles. It comes out at lumps. It's kind of, they put it in a mold. All right. Um, and it's kind of pink. So they've ground up some cranberries and maybe they even use cam, canned cranberry stuff they put some mayo in it um they had to have some other type of binder like dried jello something they put it in the mold and then they set it on a bed of lettuce they put mayonnaise on top of it and then they somehow had little cranberry candles on the top of it it was the weirdest damn thing i'd ever seen and i i probably would not be lending myself to try that one in particular I guess you can make candles with all manner of aromas, and we're not going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow here. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Jesus. No. No, that's it. Anyway, um, that's, uh, that's that. By the way, there are 50 million estimated pumpkin pies made next week. Wow. And, and that means... I have a fact for you, little known factoid. Yeah. Libby's canned pumpkin. There's no pumpkin in there. I didn't know that. It's a squash, which is pumpkin is a squash. They have a special breed of squash. It's kind of it looks kind of like a football. It's not quite as pointy on the ends. And you can Google this and you can see a movie of how they actually um, a YouTube movie of how they harvest these squash and make the. Uh, but it's a it's a squash. And this was one of the factoids that. Um, um, uh, the, the New York Times uh, columnist uh, was Melissa Clark was talking about uh, 
she makes her pumpkin pie with a squash also. And uh, she, so all she, these years we've liked squash pie. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it's legal under USDA. You can call um, this squash and other squashes pumpkin uh, pie filling. Interesting. Um, yeah. You go, Google pumpkin pie or Libby. Libby is the big brand because I asked my wife what she buys. She gets Libby's. Yeah. Yes. Well, we used to we actually used to take the pumpkins when we were on the farm especially when I was a kid, because we grew them along with all kinds of other vegetables. We had a huge garden, but my mom always had, you know, two or three pumpkin plants and we would take those and she would clean them out and then she would kind of bake them and then we would scoop them out and then she would grind it all up. And that was real pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. And that's when you did the cinnamon and the allspice mm -hmm. and the nutmeg and all that, a lot of brown sugar and stuff in there, if I recall right. And, uh, it, it does it it doesn't taste like the the canned pumpkin it the canned pumpkin's fine you know um well that's what everyone's used to if they had a real pumpkin pie they probably wouldn't like it exactly they yeah. may not they may not it's got a little different flavor to it but i'm, it, I'm a big fan of the of, of pumpkin seeds i'll i'll take yeah. the pumpkin seeds and rinse all the uh, stringy stuff off of it and then soak it in salt water and then i'll throw it on the smoker yeah, they're and, delicious. And they get really hard that, you know, you get crunchy and hard and smoky. They're marvelous. Salty salt. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you, you know, um, actually, this this coming week, I'm doing a, a new a new sweet potato recipe on on TV. And it's with maple butter pecans. We're not beating them up. We're slicing them and we're baking them. And then you make a with like real maple syrup and some pecans and some butter and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a drizzle. And uh, it, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be yeah, different, yeah. different. And I just had a flashback to your restaurant here in Chicago. Yes. And I remember a number of things I really like. Uh -huh. I remember you had a, a bread and butter pickle that was just awesome. I think you made it. Actually, we did make them in house and they were painstakingly on a mandolin hand cut because we wanted the ridges on them. Right. And, they were they were. Yeah. And cut. and we, and they would say they would only take an overnight cure on them. And we actually had Costco that was interested in them for a while. They flipped out. Uh, some of the execs were there and had them, but they they are delicious. I would kill for that recipe. Uh, OK. <laughs> who's he got to kill? Well, who's he got to kill for? Uh, you we, uh, how, how about we barter votes for the Hall of Fame for that recipe? Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> now you're talking. Now if you can get two votes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do something. I go by. Um, we have a store out here called Bymart, which is kind of a, a member based type store, but they're all over the Northwest and they sell these big jars of classic pickles huge mm -hmm. and uh i take them i dump them out i rinse them i rinse the pickles rinse out the jar i i go in and i cut the ends off and then i slice up the pickles very close to what you do leanne and then i take and i take about they're a big jar so i take like two cups of vinegar and four cups of sugar and some garlic and put them in there and you go out and you shake them up every couple of days and um 
I actually give some of those to people for Christmas because they seem to like them a lot. Either that or they just don't want to hurt my feelings, but they eat a, <laughs> but they eat a lot of those pickles and, and we like them because um, my mom used to make bread and butter pickles at the farm too. I've got some sweet and sour um, uh, jalapeno slices in the fridge that I just made a couple of days ago. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm happy to continue talking, but my phone is going to ring in yeah, exactly 1.5 minutes. Right. I have a 1.30 meeting with yep. my social media gal. Okay. okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up. That's okay. going to be it for After Hours. We thank Meathead uh, from AmazingRibs.com. Check out his book and his new rubs and his barbecue sauce. And they've got all kinds of great stuff there on Amazing, amazing Ribs. Meathead, thank you very much always fun to talk to you and and now leanne yeah it's um, great uh, leanne great catching is, up leanne is, i am i am and have been a fan and you don't have to send me that recipe to get my vote for the hall oh thing. thank there, you there, yeah. that's very sweet and, we're recording <laughs> and and i want to yeah uh i want to thank my co-pilot um leanne whipping thank you dear and thank we'll you. we'll be back next week with another edition of after hours here on barbecue nation take care everybody